1: a special edition of the Husker 24/7 podcast as I Mike Schaefer am joined by Alan True as we break down Malachi Coleman's decision to commit to Nebraska here this weekend in October. Alan this is a decision that uh I don't think catches a lot of people by surprise at this point but it's certainly one that makes Nebraska fans feel good hometown kid highly rated kid. You don't want to see that guy escape and go somewhere else. And for now Malachi Coleman in the class joining what Mickey Joseph is building uh, as Nebraska's interim coach here in the 2023 cycle.
2: Yeah, I think he is similar to, he kind of continues the train that's been going in this class, which is it's a really good in-state year in Nebraska. And a lot of these in-state kids have had the opportunities to wiggle a lot of that grasp that you talk about and Go elsewhere and leave the state and they haven't done it. I think Malachi more than any of them had the opportunity to really go, truly go anywhere from coast to coast. I mean, he could have gone anywhere from USC all the way to the opposite coasts and the SEC. And there were times where he obviously uh, you know, did his research on those schools, took visits even towards the end of this process here, was still talking about visiting other schools. And then you had the coaching change at Nebraska, which he wondered if that would affect anything. So to actually get this thing done, I think a huge testament to the staff, huge testament to Mickey Joseph and the staff that remains for kind of battling through this recruitment, even with the coaching change and, and getting it done and keeping him at home And in what may seem on the surface like a layup. But you and I know from following the recruitment yeah. that he had a lot of options.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Then- there really aren't that many layups in recruiting anymore it feels like so especially when you're talking about a kid of the caliber of Malachi Coleman one of the things that made him so intoxicating to me last year when he kind of came on Nebraska's radar and even before they offered him is you could put him on the field in a multitude of different positions it looks like Nebraska is pretty committed to the idea of wide receiver I think that's speaks to what Malachi wants to do. But as an evaluator, when you're looking at someone that has that kind of frame and that sort of athleticism, does your mind just kind of go crazy with the possibilities of where he could line up?
2: Yeah, I think for us and, and our national staff, it's one of those situations too, where like, let's just, let's try not to overthink this here. It's guys, 6'5", pushing 200 pounds with the frame to get bigger. And he runs, you know, is it 10, four, 10, 5 in the 100 meter dash? like, let's not try to overthink this and figure out exactly what he's going to be right now. Just big, fast people tend to do well in this game. And so that's Malachi Coleman. But then I th- tell you what, what really helped is he went to some national things. Our national staff saw him play seven on seven and said, okay, he can he can belong at this level as a pass catcher. he's going against better athletes. He's beating these guys. he's showing some of the ball skills that you can see in that setting that maybe you don't always see on film. Uh, and then of course, if that doesn't happen and doesn't work for some reason, then I think the possibilities are still endless. If he happens to grow a bunch, he's talked himself about how tight end has been talked about outside linebackers been talked about edge has been talked about. So there's so many options with this kid that, uh, even if the first option doesn't work out, something seems like it's going to work out with him just based on the physical traits.
1: Nebraska now has, um, 14 commits in their class. They add Malachi Coleman to a Miller, Riley Van Poppel and a handful of other uh, highly recruited guys. When you, when you see these situations, Alan, where a school makes a move like Nebraska did in September and they move on from Scott Frost and, and they put uh, Nebraska put a lot of stock and, and, you know, trying to make this, like this staff was going to pull everything together. They've managed to hold a lot of these commitments other than um, other than Cameron Lenhart from IMG Academy, they really haven't had any real decommitments commitments at this point, though some guys seem to be keeping their options open. Are you at all surprised that Nebraska and Mickey Joseph have been able to, to keep the core of this class together as he kind of works through this interim role, which could potentially become the full-time job for him?
2: So, no, I'm, I'm not surprised, and I'm not surprised for a number of reasons. First, you know, Mickey Joseph came to Nebraska with a really good reputation as a recruiter i think you're seeing some of that right now um and and some of the uh staff members that he has retained the guys who are still on staff right now they have really good recruiters in that group which is how they built this class to begin with i think you combine that with we just talked about a lot of the kids who are committed in the class have some connection to nebraska they were an in-state guy or they really you know felt strongly about Nebraska you know that so that doesn't change for these kids even though there's a head coaching change and then finally i think that over the years of covering recruiting when there's a coaching change people tend to think that recruiting classes are going to fall apart and that really doesn't happen a ton especially nowadays where kids recruit each other more than anything these guys are all in group chats together they've spent time together on their visits and as long as the core group stays together these kids are already talking about who they're rooming with all those kinds of things i think that, that that's more important that those guys stay together than just the head coach so i think all of those pieces remain in lincoln and so i i think for those reasons i wasn't terribly surprised so far that, uh, you know, nothing has happened as far as, you know, the class, like large exodus of players from the class. The other thing is, listen, recruiting stressful. And for a kid to want to open things back up during the middle yeah. of their season yeah. and senior year and start taking visits and all those things again, that that can be a big jump too. So that's another piece of it is I think kids get pretty happy to be done with recruiting and look forward to signing early in December.
1: Uh, you you mentioned this earlier, Malachi is part of a deep In-state recruiting effort from Nebraska, and there's there's a number of relatively high-profile recruits coming out of the state of Nebraska here in recent years. As as the guy who sort of evaluates this area, um, do you do you see this kind of continuing? As we saw, Carter Nelson picked up an offer from Penn State this week. A kid at the smallest class level of eight-man football in a small town in you know, really as close to nowhere Ville, Nebraska, as you can get, with all apologies to the fine folks of Ainsworth. I, I mean, I I don't know that I can think of another recruiting situation uh, where you just have national teams coming in to a place that small. It kind of feels like Nebraska is starting to be targeted a little bit more, or evaluated a little heavily by other programs in the country. Have you, have you picked up on that as well?
2: Yeah, I have. And I, I think that There's a few reasons for that. I see it with some of the Midwest states other than Nebraska too, like Iowa and Wisconsin. Those schools sort of just used to be able to, Iowa and Wisconsin used to just sort of have their pick of the litter. Now I think schools are coming in and recruiting those states more frequently. You've seen Nebraska dip into both of those states too. So I think that all those Big Ten West teams are starting to kind of fish in each other's ponds a little bit. And I think that um, the willingness of some of the Nebraska kids to also branch out and go visit other places that's helped i don't see it stopping anytime soon especially when you see what we have coming up the pipe you mentioned carter nelson and some of the 24 group then you go into 25 with kids like tyson terry yep. and christian jones and those guys I, so that's going to keep happening i think there's some really strong programs in nebraska i think that there's more training opportunities there's some seven on seven opportunities for those kids those kids get out more and, and go to I mention malachi coleman playing in national events i don't think at the start of seven on seven, we saw, you know, kids from Lincoln going to Vegas and playing in seven on seven tournaments. So I think all of that put together, plus I think are the recruiting sites doing a better job of kind of combing everything from eight man football all the way up to the highest classifications all puts together a picture of more opportunities for kids from any type of town or school. So no, I don't think now Carter Nelson, obviously, with his AAU background, his track background, mm-hmm. that one was pretty easy to spot, but I do think that um, schools and recruiting sites are scouting deeper into those places.
1: What do you, uh, what do you enjoy as an evaluator when you throw on the eight man film?
2: It's just something different. Honestly, I love, I love seeing that. I love watching football from all, um, you know, kind of classifications. Like I said, I go to some really, really big high school games and I think it's really cool, honestly, to find a kid that's that good playing eight man football or, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm actually tomorrow going out into the sticks of Michigan to watch a kid up there that, that I, you know, hasn't had a recruit at the school and in, in a long time. And so I think to me, that's almost more fun than going to the same big high schools over and over again.
1: All right, Alan, we appreciate your time as always here, uh, helping discuss the Malachi commitment and uh, talking a little about what Nebraska has to offer both in the near term and in the the not-too-distant future as well. Appreciate you stopping by here today with the Husker 24-7 podcast.
2: Yeah, always a pleasure.
1: All right, everybody, we'll be back next week with some more podcasts from Husker 24-7. Be sure to check out husker247.com. Plenty of coverage on the Malachi Coleman commitment. We've got your analysis. We've got coverage from the signing day event, or from his commitment event, excuse me. And plenty more, as well as uh, some stuff from Alan there, too. And be sure to check all of that out at Husker 24-7. We'll catch you next time.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better